You are listening to ReachMD, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Optimizing Outcomes in Chronic Care, an examination of current issues and best practices in the management of chronic conditions. Optimizing Outcomes in Chronic Care is sponsored by the Managed Markets Team at Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. Your host is William Anderson, Director of Pharmaceutical Services at Health First Health Plans, Rockledge, Florida. William Anderson, PharmD, MBA, is a member of the Chronic Care Collaborative Advisory Board, which is an initiative of Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. How can we align economic incentives to encourage high-quality care, better outcomes, and lower overall healthcare costs, ultimately leading to a more efficient healthcare system? Joining us today is our guest, Dr. Christopher Stanley, Senior Medical Director for United Healthcare of Colorado. Welcome, Dr. Stanley. Thank you very much, Dr. Anderson. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you today. Absolutely. It's our pleasure. Can you explain the concept to our listeners of aligning incentives? Absolutely. You know, in generic terms or general terms, it's critically important to align incentives with all of the different stakeholders within the healthcare industry. Otherwise, you end up with much different reaching of the goals than what you would have expected. As an example, whether the incentives are around financial incentives, whether the incentives are around quality of care incentives, what's really right for the patient or for the physician or for the hospital or the other stakeholder, it's really important upfront to make sure that those incentives are understood, aligned, and supported so that it ends up being a win-win situation for everyone. Is aligning incentives another way of referring to pay-for-performance or pay-for-value, or does the concept include more than that? I really think it's much more than just paying for a particular outcome or paying for a particular result. Again, sometimes incentives can absolutely be financial incentives, but the reality is there can be multiple other incentives as well that could easily be aligned. For example, it could be less administrative hassle or less administrative burden for a primary care physician's office. It could be actually improved quality, which aligns incentives for both the patient their physician, as well as for a health plan, for example, in United Healthcare's example. So there's much more to it than just a pay for, you know, improvement of hemoglobin A1C or a pay for whether someone uh, gets their mammography screening done. It's much broader than just one particular metric. That's great. And I think you're saying it's basically you're creating a more efficient healthcare system and you're optimizing outcomes. And it's not just a patient-physician relationship, but you're incorporating all stakeholders and, and a broader team. And, and we'll come back to that a little bit later. Dr. Stanley, talk to me about the role that health information technology plays in aligning incentives. Great question. Health information technology is really the powerhouse that needs to be there for the infrastructure in order to understand where are opportunities for improvement, where can value, where can cost, and where can quality actually be improved. If you don't actually have data, then you don't have any ability to turn that data into information, into knowledge to really be able to change things. As an example, whether it's electronic medical records at the primary care physician's office, whether it's health information technology through either warehouses or connectivity that is actually able to connect physician to physician relative to referrals or for patients that have been discharged, for example, from the hospital and coordinating their transition care back into the community with primary care or specialists, You have to have that infrastructure in place technologically to be able to follow the patient through the system. Otherwise, you're going to be duplicating services, ending up with missed quality opportunities to improve care, and ultimately a dysfunctional system. 
Absolutely. And I think that you're getting to a big problem that we have in this country with, we have a lot of data, but to try to take that data and massage it into actionable information, you know, using EMRs and data warehouses, which is a, a huge struggle. So what is the role of collaboration and communication and aligning incentives among the various stakeholders? Great question. Really, if all of the stakeholders initially on the front end, just from a philosophical side, need to be oriented around one key goal or a couple of key goals, and by defining what the common goals are and working towards them with all of the different stakeholders will first empower all of the infrastructure to be able to be built around that. So that then will allow you to say, are we focusing on, for example, transitions of care from a hospital to an outpatient setting? Are we talking about transitions between primary care and specialist? Or are we talking about the entire community and a concept actually that, that some communities have called no wrong door, basically meaning that wherever a patient accesses the system, whether it's through a pharmacist, whether it's through primary care, whether it's through the emergency room, all of the different components of the healthcare system can be able to talk and, and see each other. A real challenge with that, though, partly because healthcare is so complex and partly because we've not done a great job of aligning incentives in the past, is having all of that infrastructure together so that all of those physicians can see the entire picture of care. I will say that's where some relatively newer pilots, not concept, but pilots, for example, the patient-centered medical home that's being explored across the United States is really starting to turn the, the switch on to be able to connect and empower all of those different physicians together. I'd actually use the Colorado patient-centered medical home, multi-payer patient-centered medical home that United Healthcare is a part of as a great example of that. So what we've done is we've turned on the ability for primary care physicians working with specialists in what's called their medical neighborhood and also uh, seeing data and information coming from hospitals, emergency rooms in particular, to have a full picture of what's going on actually for the patient. You talked about uh, an example of a medical neighborhood, if you will, or a medical home model success story. Could you give us another example or talk about another pilot that you may be involved with? Absolutely. So United Healthcare nationally is involved with multiple different pilots. We actually have pilots in Colorado, Arizona, Rhode Island, Ohio. Each one of them is actually uniquely different. We're actually testing out various components or various concepts. So for example, in Colorado, we have multiple payers, including state Medicaid is involved with it, and primary care-based physicians that are not necessarily all aligned with each other. In Arizona, we actually are testing more of a employer-based type of model with one particular large employer in that state that is building a separate product or uh, benefit plan that really fundamentally supports what a patient-centered medical home concept is. In the other states, in Rhode Island and Ohio, again, slightly different concepts. Many times it's multiple payers, commercial payers in addition to government type of payers, but it looks at a slightly different type of model for financial incentives for physicians and infrastructure that's developed as well. But the common theme that goes along with all of them is that it has to be patient-centered, there has to be trust developed between all of the different stakeholders, health plans, employers, physicians, and frankly, hospitals and other care providers. And there has to be the creation and the maintenance of a transparency type of a view because trying to get everybody all aligned and working towards a common goal, there's going to be, just because of previous history, there's going to be the opportunity for mistrust type of issues. So there needs to be that transparency involved as well. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Optimizing Outcomes in Chronic Care on ReachMD, XM160, the channel for medical professionals. 
I'm your host, Dr. William Anderson. Our guest today is Dr. Christopher Stanley, Senior Medical Director for United Healthcare of Colorado. We are discussing aligning incentives. Can you tell us about the idea behind uh, the Low Back Collaborative Program aimed at driving down unnecessary and expensive back surgeries? So in many different places across the United States, low back pain is a very, very frequent cause of primary care physician visits, sometimes specialist visits, and almost always emergency room visits. And the reality is that the evidence-based medicine tells us that there are multiple different ways to treat low back pain, but not all of them are necessarily optimal for each individual patient. And we know, for example, based upon Medicare information and information coming out of Dartmouth, that there is a significant correlation between the number of specialists, the number of surgeons in a community, and also the number of surgeries being done, but not necessarily correlated with the quality of care for the outcomes for a particular patient or a population based upon the number of surgeries done. So what we're piloting here in Colorado with our low back collaborative is we're working with a group of roughly around 35 to 40 primary care physicians and with a hospital and with a group of specialists in that particular area looking at what does the evidence-based medicine actually say is the best care for an individual patient. If surgery is the best because of their certain clinical indication, then the patient is referred immediately through that care pathway to a surgeon. If, however, the best care is more conservative care, whether that's therapy, conservative care at home, or other type of medical care that would keep them away from surgery, then that's what's supported through the care pathway. One of the critical elements of this, though, is this is not a new concept to primary care physicians, nor even to specialists, but the challenge of it, and the reason that that care has not been happening in the best evidence medicine-based way is because incentives have not always been aligned. As an example, if we're doing fee-for-service medicine, the more patients you see, the more procedures you do, the more you get paid. If we reverse that now and we actually pay through this Colorado Low Back Collaborative, we're actually paying primary care physicians a care management fee to manage the patient through the primary care developed care pathway, evidence medicine-based. Whether they have surgery or not, we're paying a care management fee. It gets that physician off of that fee-for-service treadmill, trying to just see more and more patients or doing more and more things, and it allows the physicians then to actually have that critical discussion on the front end with their patient instead of just sending them off to a spine surgeon. They say, here's what's really going on here's the best care for your particular condition. And it actually is expected to significantly decrease the number of spine surgeries and actually improve the quality of care for the patient population. Dr. Stanley, you're just talking about a different kind of payment system, kind of a capitation, a global payment for managing a chronic condition. I was going to ask, how has health reform addressed this issue of aligning incentives? If you don't change the reimbursement methodology, it really is just applying gas to a runaway car that's headed towards a cliff and you just end up going there faster. And only by changing the reimbursement model, by aligning incentives that end up with the patient at the center, but don't disincent physicians to do what they know is absolutely, know and are trained to do absolutely the right thing and making sure that the costs don't run away. That's the only way that, that true healthcare reform improvement and value in healthcare can be sustainable. Shifting gears a little bit and getting into technology, how can telemedicine, as another example, um, benefit patients, providers, payers in trying to create a more efficient healthcare system and aligning incentives? Do you think that plays a role here? I definitely think it does. And there's lots of different components for telehealth or telemedicine. An example that I would use 
is piloting both in Colorado as well as multiple other states is a concept that's called connected care. And it's using actually uh, Cisco-based type of technology, almost what's called health presence because of the HD type of visual screen, the tools that are used with stethoscopes, uh, otoscopes, ophthalmoscopes, dermoscopes that will actually be able to take a look at skin lesions with significant magnification even better than your own eyes. Thanks for sharing those patient-centered programs with us. And I think it'll be interesting to see how these pilots maybe uh, help you elucidate the trust, you know, the, the best and most efficient way to develop trust among the various stakeholders as the foundation to aligning incentives. We have been talking with Dr. Christopher Stanley about aligning incentives. Dr. Stanley, thank you for being our guest. Thank you very much for the opportunity, Dr. Anderson. I really appreciate it. You have been listening to Optimizing Outcomes in Chronic Care on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Optimizing Outcomes in Chronic Care is sponsored by the Managed Markets team at Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America as part of their Chronic Care Collaborative Initiative. For additional information on this program and on-demand podcasts, visit us at ReachMD.com and use promo code CCC for Chronic Care Collaborative. Hi, I'm Mike Adatto, the Director of Managed Markets for Takeda Pharmaceuticals North America. I think we can all agree that the growth in chronic conditions is creating pressures affecting all healthcare stakeholders, including managed care organizations, employers, providers, and patients. It only takes a couple of statistics to demonstrate the enormity of this challenge. According to the Agency for Healthcare Research and Quality, more than half of people with private insurance have a chronic disease, and nearly 75% of all healthcare dollars go towards treating patients with chronic conditions. That equated to $1.7 trillion in 2007, and the challenge will continue to escalate. Now, in all honesty, these aren't new challenges, and over the last several decades, stakeholders have attempted various programs in an effort to address this burden. These experiments have revealed two major challenges. First, there is no one solution. It's a combination of coordinated steps that is needed to achieve the necessary savings to make the U.S. healthcare system more quality and cost-effective. Second, there is an information gap that hinders all of us from implementing proven, effective, and sustained change. To address these challenges, an informational clearinghouse that bridges stakeholder experience was sorely needed. The Chronic Care Collaborative is that clearinghouse. The Chronic Care Collaborative was created as a non-product-specific compilation of evidence and resources designed to support payers in implementing innovations that improve the management of their populations with chronic conditions. Many of the resources available through the Chronic Care Collaborative can be accessed at www.thechroniccarecollaborative.com. This easy-to-navigate clearinghouse contains valuable resources for your use within your plan and in communications with other stakeholders. The Chronic Care Collaborative is the beginning of the dialogue across payers and with employers, providers, and patients. And all of us within the Managed Markets Department of Takeda are committed to this initiative as our small step in addressing our mutual goal of improving the management of populations with chronic conditions. Thank you for listening to Optimizing Outcomes in Chronic Care. Takeda is proud to sponsor this important programming on ReachMD to help drive positive outcomes in the management of chronic conditions. 